Okay. Yes. I'm listening. You're okay, listen. day five of lockdown. And this has been something throughout the whole of the COVID experience that I've always wondered, you know, mm. the risk assessment. Yes. So Channel 7 last night finally did it. Mm. Uh, it's about the risk of the vaccine versus the risk of everything else. For every million people who bungee jump, two will die. Seven for every million people running a marathon, 10 during a scuba dive and 28 in car crashes. The risk of dying from rare blood clots caused by the AstraZeneca vaccine, less than one in a million. That's okay. helpful, isn't it? It is. So it's it's only half as dangerous as bungee jumping. Yeah, pretty okay. much. <laughs> Not that you will never do. So there's no. a list of things that, you know, all of us say in terms of radio yeah. fun stunts and Tez will never jump out of a plane no, and will no. never bungee jump. No, my policy is they happen to be on the list, but I'm allergic to anything that only has to go wrong once, <laughs> yeah. especially recreationally. Um, okay, all right, so, so with... The car the, accident the thing's okay. a little car problematic. Car accident is okay. That's what people always say about flying. It's safer than driving in a car, you know. And it yet really we do that is. every day. And people yeah. are still frightened of it. But Norman Swan, who of course does CoronaCast and is the oracle on absolutely everything to do with COVID, he added to that list. And you've got to balance it up. You know, a 1 in 30,000 risk of a clotting syndrome with Astra, a 1 in 50 chance of ending up in ICU if, you get, if, you, if you've actually got infected. Okay. That's all right. possibly the most important. Yeah. Because people are going, I don't want to get AstraZeneca because of the blood clots. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. Going, yeah. But if you get COVID, mate, yeah. the risk of getting into hospital is much better. It is minuscule along the way. There was no mention of sharks or Coca Cola machines or anything like no, that. Along no, no, the no. Seven were going for the more unusual things. Okay. Not, you all know, right. The shark ones. I've always, yeah, I've always loved that comparison the best. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what the risk of COVID is versus being eaten by a shark? <laughs> I don't know, but I know that it's it's not as bad as being <laughs> crushed like by a Coca Cola machine. <laughs> risk if you never go in the ocean. You ever tried to swim with a Coca-Cola machine? <laughs> You'd get away. <laughs> it's Robin, Terry and Bob on Brisbane's 97.3. One of the fun games we like to play with Brisbane is like being at a dinner party or being at a Sunday brunch and someone comes up with a great story and the rest of Brisbane goes, ha, that's nothing. You should have heard what happened to me. And we were talking about pizzas and taxis and packages being sent to the wrong houses. Then Troy from Carindale came up with this story about people going to the wrong place. My mum and my auntie sent my nana and her sister to go and visit their sister in Vancouver. However, there's two Vancouvers, so they sent them to Vancouver, Canada. They should have sent them to Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. You mean they actually sent the physical people to the wrong address? Oh, my I thought, goodness. I thought, Imagine that. Imagine arriving at the airport and going, oh. I thought it would be colder, more mountain. <laughs> Giddy up, Brisbane. Poor Nana. <laughs> Poor Nana. Honestly. Uh, and then you guys were telling us that, yes, this has happened to you. Kaylee of Fernie Hills. We um, had booked a self-drive tour to Germany. Ooh. And we'd chosen to go to Rothenburg, which has beautiful architecture um, of medieval type. Unfortunately, we can't spell in German. We ended up in Rothenburg, but Rothenburg about two and a half hours drive from where we wanted to be. And slightly differently spelt, I imagine. Yes, the one we wanted to go to was spelt with a U. The one we went to was spelt with an E. Well, it wasn't me that went to the wrong place. It was my wedding photographer. <sighs> so she put in her GPS tracker. Um, she was meant to go to Lake Kowongba Court in Logan Reserve, mm-hmm. but she put in Lake Kowongba and ended up up near North Lakes. It was... Um, two teams of co-workers. I'm a cleaner and our GPS has this habit of sending us to a particular client's next door neighbour. 
The problem is that the client's key works on the next door neighbour's house. <laughs> okay, that's so both dodgy. teams have actually gone into the neighbour's house, begun cleaning said neighbour's house. They've come home, flipped out. Um, they've explained the situation and sort of unfortunately but understandably, they've refused to pay for the cleaning service. If only there was a gang in your area that broke into your house and cleaned, cleaned it. <laughs> Wouldn't you just keep running if you were out? That's oh, right. yeah, no, no, finish up. Uh, three double two three zero ninety seven three. Kylie of Wavell Heights, when did you get sent to the wrong address? Um, I moved into a, uh, a big duplex complex where all the units were the same and I'd been there about a week and I went out um, to the local RSL and got the courtesy bus home mm-hmm. and the courtesy bus dropped me off and I walked inside to my house and got undressed and um, was feeling a bit sick so uh, I had a little bit of a vomit oh. and the next thing I got someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, you're in the wrong house, um, your house is next door. No. And were you naked at that yep. point? Oh, God. Yep. And throwing up. Is there a more vulnerable yep. way you could be when meeting the neighbours? Um, did you Had you met them before? Uh, no, and they made sure that they put all my clothes into a garbage bag and put it on, on my unit. And let's just say every time I drove in there for the next two or three months, uh, my head was hanging away down road. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but it's funny. Oh, no. Are you still yeah. living there? No. No, I bet. You <laughs> moved quickly. She's known as the woman for number four. Yeah, number three. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Bye. Thank you. They check, need those accidental cleaners. Check the address on people when you're seeing them anywhere. <laughs> it's Robin, Terry and Bob on Brisbane's 97.3. So sitting down watching the Olympics last night and it came around to 7 o'clock and this particular promotion came on. There was an accident on the way back. Is he alive? Dean, Dean, hey, 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 he's crashing. I still love him. And now it might be too late. I'm okay. I'm Come on, Nick, stay with me. That's that red car accident on Home and Away. That, that's what it is. It? Is it that is. what it is? Because they are so, showing so many promos of that. And that's when my wife, Julia, said, oh, my sister Lorraine. I've forgotten about it. These Olympics have been on. There's been no Home and Away. She can't <laughs> be coping. So we thought we'd better get Lorraine on the line. Hello, Loz. How you doing? Oh, I'm just devastated. <laughs> Are you? Is this a real ritual for you, Lorraine? Seven o'clock every oh, weeknight, yes. it's home and away or nothing. Oh, yes. I drop everything. Everything gets dropped and I'm sitting down and I'm watching my favourite stars. How long do you reckon you've been watching Home and Away? <laughs> way, way back when Alf and Alistair was in the show. And Angel and Shane Parrish? I'm trying to remember. Oh, yes, own. yes. I remember them, yes. So, Loz... Who the hell's Dean and what's going on? He could be dead. Oh, I hope not. What, what, what did he do? He was in the car accident. Oh, they just went out on a cruise, you know, and silly buggers, probably just talking and carrying on and, yeah, rolled it, flipped it. Oh. Okay. In the meantime, have you been enjoying the sport? <laughs> no, no, I don't like sport at all. <laughs> I'd rather sit down and watch my home away all day if I could. Oh, well, the good news is the Olympics come to an end on Sunday or, in fact, Saturday yeah. night. So come Monday, I think you're all good. I'll have the birds done early and I'll be sitting at my table at my chair and waiting for it to come on. I'm counting down the hours. All right, well, take care of the birds and, and happy home and away next Monday. Oh, yes, I'm so excited. I can't wait. You know what? There are a lot of people like her who are very upset about Home and Away.
Well, from hundreds down to 12 and now to five finalist singers for the band that Brisbane built. Robin, Terry and Bob's band that Brisbane built. Cool. My name's Ellie Robotson. Hey guys, I'm Taya. My name's Sasha Vossa. Hey, my name's Tyler. And these are the top five vocalists. Yes, they are indeed. Tyler and Ellie, Aria, Sasha and T- uh, Taya, who we're going to hear about today. And the big thing was the judgment of this, the, the choice came through their performances, all their performances they sent in right the way through. Yes. What our mentors are looking for in the band that's building with Ryan, our guitarist, and Marcus, our drummer, and with Maya, our bass player as well. And then, of course, the incredible support when people got behind all 12 of those vocalists last week. Yeah, now Tyler is leading at the moment. She's almost got 50% of the support and Ellie has got 27%. So you need to go to a 97.3 Facebook page. You can hear a little bit of them and then you can vote for the one that you really, really like. But as a way to help you, we're also letting you uh, get to know them a little better. Robin, Terry and Bob's band, the Brisbane Build. Hey guys, I'm Taya. I'm 16 years old. I'm a singer-songwriter from Brisbane. Our top five vocalists. Meet Taya. Taya. So tell me, what do you do homeschooling? I do online school, yeah. It creates kind of a flexible environment for my music, which is cool. It's just basically school and music at the moment. Okay, so do you have a teacher? Like, is one of your parents helping you? It's self-motivation, yeah. Basically, the work is sent out, um, and then I do it myself. I guess my main goal is to be a successful musician. I want to tour around the world, basically, and perform for people and put a smile on people's faces. That's kind of my main goal. Family, have you got siblings? I do, I have three older brothers. Oh, wow. How does that go? Um, I mean, we're all upstairs, so I have to share the bathroom and it's not the greatest thing. That would be hell. I hate it so much. Yeah. (laughs) I think they're secretly supportive of my music and stuff. What are the kind of things you've been writing about? Recently, um, I just dropped a single called Lose Myself and it's basically about that person in your life who kind of keeps you grounded. Who is that person? (laughs) That's a secret. That's a secret. It's actually convenient. I wrote a song before it called Keep It On The Low and it's about keeping a relationship hidden and not letting people find out about it. So (laughs) no one's going to find out. Right, yeah, especially not mum and dad, I'm sure. And all of these finalists, amazing, multi-talented individuals. We've been really lucky. We've seen the full version of their original audition and Mm -hmm. we've seen the full version of them singing Pink and you guys have, have grabbed little moments of those and said, yeah, I like the sound of that girl. But we have to put them together because we've got to come up with a lead singer. Yes. Right. So originally it was going to be outside. There was going to be an opportunity for everyone to participate. And then, of course, lockdown happened. So now we're doing this. Robin, Terry and Bob's Top 5 Live. In a room on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) So our Top 5 are currently working away rehearsing what's going to be this Zoom concert. We're going to tell you how you can get involved, how you can... uh, actually see these performances as well and there's going to be a few surprises along the way before we get there. It's Robin, Terry and Bob on Brisbane's 97.3. Coming up next, remember the song Sneaking Biscuits written by 16-year-old Abby Hart? Mm -hmm. Lots of people love that song, including three-year-old Hayley who always sings along when she hears it on the radio. I kiss myself and I sing It's a duet. You were just 
go back to the <laughs> She is the cutest thing ever. But lots has happened to that song. So coming up next, we're going to catch up with Abby and find out exactly what is going on in her life. As part of the band that Brisbane built, we found Abby, yeah. who put herself in for lead singer. This was like a couple of, well, it was almost months ago now. Anyway, but we discovered Abby had written a song for her dying grandfather called Sneaking Biscuits, so we helped her record it. Now, lots has happened since that initial recording, and the song has got a life of its own, so he's got Abby back with us. Good morning, Abby. Hi. How are you going? I'm doing very well. How are you? Yeah, really good. It's been a couple of weeks since you were kind of so much a part of our show. Um, what, what's been happening? Um, I've been writing some new things, just trying to get my creative juices flowing, um, see what comes out of that, and hopefully um, a new song in the works soon. That would be great. Of course, down there at Redeemer College, which is a powerhouse of music in the South. You've got <laughs> Ryan, our guitarist as well, from your school. Yes, he is. Him and I are in our um, senior worship band together and he's just amazing on guitar. I knew that as soon as I heard that he'd entered, I was like, oh, he's got this in the bag, easy. <laughs> <laughs> but Abby, what about you and your song, uh, Sneaking Biscuits? So we played it a number of times on 97.3 and we're going to play it again. Um, what happened straight after that? Because it did start to do some things on social media. Yes. It was very surprising at first. Um, it ended up getting to number three on um, Australia's Top 100 for Singer-Songwriter. Wow. Um. And then it also went on iTunes for just top 100 songs um, and it got to number 67. So it was a bit crazy how it all kind of blew up very fast. I was very overwhelmed. And did you hear it on the radio? Yes, I did. I heard it, I think, the next morning or the morning after that. And it was just so weird to think that while I'm sitting listening to it, there's someone else like in the car and they could just be hearing my song, which is a bit crazy to me. Like people are actually hearing me. Um, but yeah, it was a really, really good feeling. So Abby, the thing is that all this came about because you told us that you had just, you know, spent 15 minutes uh, as your grandfather was dying in hospital and you wrote that song for him. But that's only, it's only been like a month, hasn't it? How's your family? I think that the song has really... It, like I said a bit earlier, it um, it kind of lifted the moods a little bit. Um, it kind of brought a bit of light to a really tough situation for us, and kind of because everything happened so quick, there was um moments of joy that we kind of forgot about all the chaos and stuff that was happening, and I was able to just really um take in the whole experience. Well, Abby, you were doing what all artists say you must do, which is you get a sneak little, you get your foot in the door and then you just keep going and you keep writing and you keep recording. So good luck with everything, Abby. Thank you. It's Robin, Terry and Bob on Brisbane's 97.3. This is interesting. Jennifer Aniston says there's still a large group of people who are anti-vaxxers and just don't listen to the facts. It's a real shame. I've just lost a few people in my weekly routine who've refused to or will not disclose whether or not they've been vaccinated. 
And it is very unfortunate. I feel it's your moral and professional obligation to inform since we're not all uh, potted up and being tested every single day. She said it's tricky because everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but lots of opinions don't feel based on anything except fear and propaganda and those people I no longer want in my life. She's in Malibu in California, a bit of an anti-vector cluster, I would imagine. Yeah, I would think so too. Of course, Meghan Markle turned 40 and the royals were all very contained in their official celebrations and messages. Uh, From the Queen wishing the Duchess a very happy birthday today. (laughs) From Clarence House, Prince Charles and Camilla wishing the Duchess of Sussex a very happy birthday. And from Kate and Wills uh, wishing a happy 40th to the Duchess of Sussex. Even through 40th, that's bitter. I know none of them (laughs) said her actual name. Did anyone notice that? Anyway, Megan has used her own birthday to launch an initiative with comedian Melissa McCarthy. It's my 40th birthday and I've got an idea. I know what it is. Are you finally going to do a Suits reunion? Okay, I... I love suits, but why would I do a suits reunion for my birthday? Why would the cast of Friends do a a reunion for my birthday? But they did it. They did say they would only ever do it for a historical event. Those girls. I know they're hilarious, but then she got down to the point of what she actually wanted everyone to do. Because I'm turning 40, I'm asking 40 friends to donate 40 minutes of their time to help mentor a woman who's mobilizing back into the workforce. Over two million women in the US alone and tens of millions around the world have lost their jobs due to COVID. And I think if we all do it and all commit 40 minutes to some sort of active service, we can create a ripple effect. You in? Yes, times 40. Um, that, that's great. Is that like the glamorous version of buying a mosquito net or getting a donkey for someone for my I birthday? That too. <laughs> I no. actually thought that too. She hasn't named who the other 39 women are, by the way, but yeah. uh, we will wait and see. Happy birthday to the 40 women they help. Hooray for them. <laughs> and other people, famous people, were celebrating a birthday this week. Michelle Obama said, of all your accomplishments, I know that being a present, loving father to our girls tops them all. Thank you for never letting the weight of the world get in the way of being a wonderful husband and father. Happy 60th. Good on you. Barack yes, you Obama. And I love this one too. Lady Gaga, one uh, day ago, it was Tony Bennett's 95th. Wow, birthday. wow, the old crooner. Yeah. So she took to social media to say happy birthday and also to say that they're doing a new album together. I love the last album. It's called Love for Sale. It's released on October 1 and they've also released I Get a Kick Out of You as a Little Teaser. Flying too high with some gal in the sky is my idea of nothing to do. Wow. 95. Happy birthday, Tony Bennett. He played the QPAC concert hall about uh, 15 years ago, and he put the microphone down and sang a cappella and said, this is one of the best acoustic rooms I have ever performed in. Go QPAC. Go (laughs) QPAC. Laurie has a brand new book out. It's called CSI Told You Lies, and she joins us. Hello. Hello. How's your lockdown going? Well, it's good. Oh, babe. Yeah, we're doing oh, all right babe. compared to oh. some. You, you yeah. did the hard yards, though. You led the way. Well, yes, but, you know, I, that just makes me more sort of, you know, I, I feel for you, and I want you to know that you can whinge, you can scream, you can cry, you can 
hit the pillow, you can do whatever you have to do. All right. Don't ever feel like you can't. No. Oh, thanks. But it does give us more time to do really creative and wonderful things, and we've prepared something for you. You ready? Oh, yeah. Have a listen. Our next guest is a Queensland-born comedian and author whose first job was a receptionist at a brothel. Work it, work it, baby. We've seen her on the telly on shows including The Project, Spicks and Specs and Good News Week. I am, I'm pretty much vegetarian. Every little bit helps and I only eat animals that are delicious. <laughs> she loves her true crime. Hey, guess what I found out? You know little Aileen Warnos? She's the serial killer and they made the movie monster about her and when they knocked on little Aileen's door and they said what would you like as your final meal do you know what Aileen asked for she asked for a selection of fruits and salad vegetables (laughs) who's she swimming for (laughs) and has just released her new book CSI told you lies today Robin Terry and Bob welcome Michelle Laurie gosh wow that is amazing I don't remember most of that stuff that I said? Wow. <laughs> well, That's cool. Okay. So, Michelle, tell me about CSI Told You Lies, giving victims a voice through forensics. Well, this is a great passion project because a couple of years ago, I went to BIFM, the Victorian Institute of Forensic Medicine. We would call it the mortuary, you and I. And uh, they asked me to come and help them with a web series they were making. And I went there and I met these people and, and I just loved them so much. And I found myself talking about them all the time. And then a friend of mine said, you should write a book about them. Like, you never shut up about them, frankly. And they're just really, really good, special people. And can they really wrap up any case given to them in 60 minutes, allowing for three commercial breaks? No, (laughs) that's the thing, right? And they also taught me so much about what we think forensics is because of these TV shows. And they taught me that, unfortunately, these days, when they go into a courtroom to give evidence, there's a proportion of juries that don't believe them because of all of these TV shows. Oh, no. Yeah, right? It's called the CSI effect. It's an actual thing that's spoken about in legal circles where, yeah, juries sometimes go, nah, I don't reckon this guy knows what he's talking about. (laughs) I know better. But, Michelle, you've looked at a couple of really high-profile cases uh, like the Maslins, the, the, that poor yep. couple who lost their three children in MH17. What, what did you, what's this chapter about? Well, uh, all I, the families that are involved in this book have all given their, at least given their consent, if not worked with me, and the Maslins worked with me. So there's stuff in there they didn't know about because, understandably, they've never really wanted to think about or... Um, you know, yeah. sort of go into the crash site. Yeah. Um, obviously, we all know that at that crash site in Ukraine, remember the awful video that kept coming out about the site being looted and those soldiers? And yes. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, all that was horrible. But what they didn't know was that um, the local people, particularly led by the old ladies who lived around there, they got fed up after a while with those soldiers not letting specialists come in and, you know, retrieve the remains. So the old lady started going out and covering up the remains of people and putting markers in the ground to help eventually when the when the people SAS came in. Did they find their children? Yes, they found the remains of every single passenger and every passenger was identified and all the remains were returned to the families. So, yeah, it's an extraordinary story, but the Maslins wanted to participate, I think because they are very. They have a lot that they want to say. They're, they've dedicated their lives, the rest of their lives, sort of 
in honour of those three children. They decided to have another child. Um, they have a beautiful daughter called Violet. And they told me this great story once they were in a cafe and a, a guy came in and he had to take photos of the, the cupcakes. They're like award-winning cupcakes in this cafe. And he saw this beautiful little girl and he said, excuse me, do you mind if I take a photo of your kid having a cupcake? Yeah. And I read, oh, yeah, okay. And then the next day in the paper, there's a photo of Violet Maslin enjoying a cupcake. And their hearts just swelled because it was the first time in all these years that they'd sort of, their name was in the paper, not associated with MH17. She was just Violet for herself. Yeah. 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 You know, of course. Yeah. Little girl at a cafe having a cupcake. And it just felt like this it was their new life. Yeah. yeah. Good to chat to you, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Try and lay off the booze and try and minimise the COVID kilos. That's my advice. Stay out of my life. (laughs) 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 Hey, listen, I do it because I care, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, whatever. Lunch cutting out. Hang up, Bob, quick. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Thanks, Michelle. That is our special guest, Michelle Laurie. It's Robin, Terry and Bob on Brisbane's 97.3. I found this on social media. I just love it. Okay, I want you to imagine a mum and a dad, and then we have four kids. They're all in their dressing gowns and jammies, clearly in their lounge rooms, clearly frustrated at what is going on in the current lockdown situation. And then they start to sing. Third lockdown. 2021 and it's a little bit lonely. No one's ever coming round. Third lockdown. 2021, we bet we'd all be outside, but I'm still listening to the sound of their tears. Third lockdown. Good. Thank you, Marsh family. I have no idea where you are or what you're doing, but as Australians, I salute you. Let's go for Just more. stay home. Yes, that's what she said. <laughs> Whatever that means. It's Rob and Terry and Bob on 97.3. Lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you. Oh dear! If you only see one movie about lockdown this year, what would it be called? That's a game we're playing. Three double two three zero ninety seven three. Have you got one, Terry? Oh, I got Kick a couple. Us off. Give I, us one. Okay, I've been going Home Alone one, two, and three, and we're still waiting for four. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Cheryl of Vicky Point. Lockdown the movie. What's it called? I thought um, the Neverending Story was a good example. <laughs> <laughs> With Bastian. Yeah, it feels like we're on a merry-go-round of never-ending lockdown, not lockdown, lockdown again. We need the good luck dragon. Well, I'm looking to the sky for a cocker spaniel with wings. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Great idea. Love it, Cheryl. Thank you. Pleasure. Bye. What do you got? got, Okay, well, uh, from January 2020 onwards, we could have had the blind side. The blind side. (laughs) Yes, very well done. Bobby? Deep cleaning impact. Okay, Sophie of Karina, if lockdown was a movie, what's it called? Well, I think I know what you did last summer sounds good, but I would include autumn, winter and spring. So I know what you did last summer, autumn, winter and spring. Excellent. Love it, Sophie. Thank you. Uh, Let's go to Ashley of Burpengary. Lockdown the movie, what's it called? 
I think it should be called What's My Login and then the inevitable re- sequel of What's My Login Again? If yeah, you, true that. If, <laughs> if you only remember one number this year. <laughs> okay, Paige of Chapel Hill, what lock, uh, lock down the movie, what's it called? Oh, hi, Robin. I'm calling from ground zero of the Indro cluster, so it has to be the mask. <laughs> oh, Somebody babe. Okay, me. so tell me, what does ground zero of the Indro cluster mean? I've got at least three or four houses in my street that are in quarantine from the school. So I'm a mask in every pocket, dropping groceries off in the driveways and screaming at them, come out. <laughs> oh, babe. Well, thank God for you, is all I can say. And thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. It's, it's We're all in this together and the mask isn't the uh, the new go-to in fashion. Yes, it is. And a great name for a movie. Thank you, Paige. Hey, Paige, Paige, would we be able yeah. to give Paige oh, – we've got the Robin Terry and Bob custom jigsaw puzzle. That'll keep you busy during <laughs> lockdown. Oh, thank you so much. It's our smiling Sounds faces wonderful. until you can see us at the bus stop. <laughs> is, it, is it really? Isn't that wonderful? You're very kind, Paige. Thank you. Oh, Thank you, everyone. Okay, bye. Let's go to Danny of Springfield. Lock down the movie. What's it called? Okay, instead of Armageddon, I think it should be called Bummageddon because everyone's that? fighting over toilet paper, like the end day <laughs> for toilet paper. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, we like that too. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Yeah, I've been wondering also if you can go to the Netflix series, things like Desperate Households of Brisbane, um, <laughs> PPE Suits, and my particular favourite, this is actually on, you can see it on TV now, 11 o'clock every day, Jeanette Young and the Restless. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay home. <laughs> it's Robin, Terry and Bob on Brisbane's 97.3.